This is TC Palmcast, top Treasure Coast headlines and more from TC Palm, part of the USA Today Network. Good morning and welcome to TC Palmcast. It's Wednesday, March 6th, and I've invited columnist Gil Smart and watchdog editor Arnie Rosenberg into the podcast studio today. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Hannah. How you doing? I'm excited to be in the studio for the first time. This is your first time. <laughs> Gil is a veteran here, but you are first here into the podcast studio. So I invited you both in because Gil has a very interesting column that went up on TC Palm yesterday that's already getting a lot of attention, a lot of comments. And when he was actually working on it earlier this week, we had an interesting debate in the newsroom. So I thought I'd bring that to the podcast. So Gil, do you want to explain your column? So uh, I had been noticing for a while, several months now, just... I, I see more and more dogs in stores. Home Depot, Lowe's, Total Wine, wherever it is, you know, and this is something that, you know, you really didn't see a whole lot of just five years ago, ten years ago. But I happened to notice last week, I went to Winn-Dixie uh, up in Jensen Beach, and they had a sign in the window that said, service dogs are welcome, basically, but pets are not, and regardless, no animals are to be riding in the cart. Publix last summer, uh, there was a story in the Orlando Sentinel, was picked up by USA Today, uh, they have a similar policy. Again, they welcome service dogs into the grocery store, the supermarket, where food is prepared and, and, and sold, but they're not to ride in the cart and no household pets. It has to be, a, you know, a, a legitimate service dog. Okay, fine. That, I mean, this seems like a sensible policy to me. I have a dog. I certainly love dogs, all that. But then, after being at uh, Winn-Dixie, I went over to Aldi, and one of the first things I saw was a woman with her daughter pushing a pug, and the pug was sitting on the seat in the shopping cart. And maybe it was a registered service animal. I'd be willing to bet it wasn't. But I thought to myself, now, if these other supermarket chains have this policy, doesn't Aldi? I tried to get a hold of Aldi. I couldn't get a hold of Aldi to see what their policy was. But the FDA has rules basically stating that, you know, dogs are not to be in, with the exception of service dogs, animals are not to be in the areas where food is prepared or sold. And there's obvious reasons for that. Uh, so I wrote a column about it, uh, just I, and I, I talked about how I have a dog. My dog's name is Tonks. Tonks uh, is a cutie. Tonks, yes. It's a she. It's a, named after a Harry Potter character. <laughs> Blame my son for that. Uh, but anyway, Tonks is a lovely dog, but I would never, ever dream of taking Tonks to the grocery store because if I did, there'd be large piles of hair blowing across the, you know, the floor. She might decide to pee over here. She pees on the floor every now and then, that sort of thing. There are obvious reasons why you shouldn't take a dog into a grocery store, but lots of people ignore those reasons, and you have what I saw last weekend. I have seen it more and more, and I see people not only put the dogs in the carts, but then you also see the people that have, like, the little strollers. It looks like it should be for a baby, but, oh, there's a puppy in there. Mm-hmm. I find it quite odd, Mm. but I don't have a dog, so I didn't really enter into this debate, but Arnie does. Arnie has Valentine. And Valentine is the most adorable dog. I'm not not casting aspersions on talks, but wherever we go, the reaction is, oh, you have the cutest dog in the world. Valentine is quite cute. Valentine is a Havanese. She is hyperallergenic, so she does not shed, but she attracts a crowd wherever she goes. And that can be in any kind of a store except a grocery store. And while I understand that rule, I would just hate to see that prohibition spread and have that mindset uh, discourage people from taking their dogs into other places. Mm -hmm. Valentine is happiest when she's the center of attention. So that can be, as you said, Gil, into Home Depot where she loves it and they love her. Into Lowe's. Uh, I don't want her to have to worry about being carded, so I don't take her into Total Wine. (laughs) (laughs) But Bed Bath & Beyond, she is the center of attention. So I would just hate to have people discouraged from taking their dogs into public places. Uh, She will ride in a cart, 
But I do understand that in the grocery cart, you really don't want to be putting your food where a dog has had any kind of his or her parts in the grocery cart. Now, I'm wondering if it's a small dog versus a big dog thing, because obviously Valentine is quite tiny, Tonks is a lot bigger. I've grown up with dogs. I had retrievers, chows, pitbulls. So, like, the dog liked to go for a ride in the car, but, like, I would sit in the car, my mom would run inside and run a quick errand. We would never dream of bringing the dog into Home Goods or into Bed Bath & Beyond or Total One or anything like that. So is it a small dog, big dog thing? Well, I would suggest that it's these big, sad eyes type of thing. <laughs> so when I get out of the car, if I'm going into Publix on a day when it's nice and cool and I can crack the window and she can safely stay in the car for a real quick minute when I run in, it's stay, I'll be right back, and I still get these big, sad eyes. Sure. But if I'm going someplace else, it's, oh, aren't you going to take me? Mm -hmm. And those eyes would melt just about anybody. <laughs> now, what about, Gil, what about a situation where somebody has the little dog in that little stroller? They're not pushing them in the actual Publix grocery cart, but they're still taking the dog in Publix or into Target where there's a food section. You know, again, there are FDA rules against this, and but, you know, it's only valid if they're going to be enforced, right? Mm -hmm. So as I wrote in the column, I'm almost positive, I would bet you, that Aldi has the same policy that Winn-Dixie and Publix does. It's just that no one said anything to the woman because no one wants to confront people, you know. I have a theory, though, about why, again, 10 years ago, even five years ago, you did, just did not see that many people taking dogs into the stores. But mm -hmm. our societal attitude towards our pets has evolved pretty significantly, I think, you know, over the course of the last decade or so. You know, there was a, you know, back at when I was a kid, would, never would have really dawned on almost anybody that we'll take our dog to the store. Mm -hmm. We seem much more attached as a society to our pets now than we were in the past. And I'm not sure why that is. You know, maybe it's because fewer people are having kids, you know, the dog takes the place of the child for that sort of thing. Maybe it's just because people spend more time with their animals. Maybe it's because people take more care in selecting the specific type of breed that they want, you know, that sort of thing. They just, I just think people feel a lot closer to their animals. And the idea that, you know, it's just a dog really doesn't wash with a lot of people anymore. It's not just a dog for a lot of people. It's a member of the family. And you would take a member of the family to the store, wouldn't you? So why wouldn't you take the dog? That sort of thing. You know? Right. You don't tell grandma. Stay. Well, I, I <laughs> might, but, yeah. but roll but, over. Right? right. But in large degree, I, I I agree with that. And you talk about societal attitudes and socializing and socializing with these pets. And yes, Valentine loves to have everybody come up to the cart. Oh, she's so cute. Scratch her. Uh, give her a, a pat on the back. Little kids come up and pet her. But it makes me feel good too. Mm -hmm. I like going through and having people come over. Oh, you have such a cute dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it does for both the dog and the owner. But bottom line, if you're going to look at that grocery store rule, it's an understandable rule, fully legitimate. But I totally agree. It needs to be enforced. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I do think, Gil, that you're onto something with you know people treating their pets like a member of the family. I do also think that there is a growth in people claiming, oh, it's an emotional support animal. Whether they wear the vest or not and they've right. been registered, people, I hear people claim that. I've been at Bed Bath & Beyond and somebody complained, oh, there's a dog in the store and I'm allergic and the person that has the dog is like, but I need her because she keeps me calm or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And I think people maybe milk that a little well, bit. Well, there's actually several states that have passed laws against people trying to pass off dogs that are not service animals 
as service animals. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if Florida is one of those states. There's seven or eight states have, that have done that because that's the thing. People saying, oh, this is a service animal when it's really not. You yeah. Know? And that's the, you know, again, uh, the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, specifically allows registered service animals, people with disability who have a registered service animal to take it anywhere. And that's as it should be. No one's arguing that. You know, you've got a registered service animal in Winn-Dixie, Public, Aldi. That's fantastic because, because you need it. Because you, know? you need them for a specific reason. Exactly. Yes. And that line is delineated between service animal and therapy animal right. or emotional support. Right, yes. exactly. Just because it's an emotional support animal does not give you the legal mm -hmm. right to take it into one of those places. So, And I do think we're on a slippery slope, too, of if you can bring my dog, why can't I bring my cat? Or why can't Daisha bring her pigs? Right, right. And, you know, there are many stores, though, that make a point of saying we are dog-friendly. Mm -hmm. Welcome, you know, bring your dog. They'll give out treats. Uh, one of our colleagues, Lori Blandford, sent us an email that's a local restaurant. I think it's in Fort Pierce. I'm not sure of the name yes, of it. Yes, Second Street Bistro. Okay, right. So they actually have, they invite dogs to come onto their, their pat, porch or patio or whatever it is. Uh, they actually have a dog menu. You can order the dog food off the menu. So for eight bucks, your dog can eat there too. And I thought that's fantastic. The most striking thing about that is people are going to pay $8 for their dog to have a meal at the restaurant. So. Yes, yeah, Second Street Bistro <laughs> put up on their Facebook page earlier this week that they now have a canine-only menu. They can get a Hamburger Helper, the chicken-doggy combo, and even some savory salmon. It all comes topped with a dog bone. <laughs> But it does does specify on the bottom. Please make sure dogs eat on the floor and dogs are not allowed on chairs or tables. It's mm. only outside on the ground. Mm. And are humans allowed to do the $8 dog meal? I don't know, but do you have to eat on the floor if you do? That's the question. That's it. <laughs> I mean, if you take the dog bone off the top, it's ground beef, white rice, scrambled eggs, and carrots. So, I mean, if, if it sounds appealing to you, Arnie, you go right on ahead and order two of them. One for you and one for Valentine. And I am housebroken. <laughs> That's good. Most days, most days. Now, I will say that this column has already garnered a lot of comments and discussion on our different social media platforms. I threw it up on Reddit, and we're actually getting a lot of people from out of state uh, comments on. There's somebody from the San Francisco area talking about all the stuff that she sees out and about in San Francisco. And I just have to read this one line because it was really funny. She says, I love my dog to death. He's my world. But even I have, quote, standards on where he'll go. And it's not even because it's gross for a dog to be in a cart. Not when Susie's kid just sneezed and licked all over the handles and the raw meat that's leaked there. Point is, shopping carts are already disgusting without dogs in them. <laughs> So we are getting a lot of comments on this one, but we want to hear from you. Email us at tcpalmcast at tcpalm.com. You can hit us up on Twitter, use the hashtag tcpalmcast, or you can get a hold of Gil and let him know what you think. Gil, give him your Twitter handle and your email address. Uh, I'm at uh, tcpalmgilsmart, so check it out. And uh, email address is gil, G-I-L dot smart, like it sounds, S-M-A-R-T at tcpalm.com. Or you can find this column on TC Pump's Facebook page, and I'm sure there's going to be a growing comment thread that we will get to come I'm through over sure the next couple of everyone days. everyone has an opinion. But we all love talking about dogs. It's so much more fun than some of the other news we've been talking about lately. <laughs> it is. All right, Gil, Arnie, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Thanks. This is TC Palmcast. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the executive producer, Daisha Johnson. This podcast is also produced by Hannah Schwab and Karen Schaefer. The editor is Tim Thorson. Interviews and reporting is done by TC Palm staff. You can email us at tcpalmcast at tcpalm.com. Tcpalm